For many conversations and connections over a nine-month period, a group from Wester Hills and connected areas began to crystallise around questions of well-being establishing themselves as the Community Wellbeing Collective. An Edinburgh Art Festival 2022 commission produced in partnership with Whale Arts, the group has evolved into a programme and dedicated space called Watch This Space, which has inspired this podcast. Welcome to Tales from the Hales. Wester Hales has a complex, fascinating and at times controversial history, but is always thought-provoking. Some residents still face challenges relating to health, employment, crime and housing. However, local people are proud of the area and many volunteer with and participate in a wide range of community projects. Residents and local organisations work together to build on the strengths and the positive aspects within individuals, communities and the physical environment. In this episode and the final of the series, we meet Alan McNaughton, Ewan Howard and Neil Finlayson. Three people who have worked, volunteered and benefited from Whale Arts, which is this year celebrating its 30th anniversary. Launched in 1992, Whale Arts, which stands for Wester Hales Arts for Leisure and Education, was originally based in the Blue Hut on the Maryburn Greenway. Over the past 30 years, Whale Arts has grown, moving to a purpose-built home in Westburn in November 2000, the same building the organisation works from today. Whale has established itself as the cultural anchor organisation for Wester Hills. As a community-led arts, charity and social enterprise, their mission is to be the creative heart of a vibrant, thriving community. They act as a conduit between their community and creative opportunities through the direct delivery of projects, programmes and events and by connecting the community with city and national cultural partners. Let's hear more from Ewan, Alan and Neil. My name is Ewan Howard. I moved to Wester Hales in 1988 from East London, although I'm originally from north of Aberdeen in a lovely place called Huntley. And when I came here, I thought I was only going to stay for a year, but uh, that year has uh, expanded into about 33 of them, and I suspect as many more as the good Lord's going to give me, I'll be here as well. And uh, the reason for that is is that all sorts of exciting things have been going on here for many years. In cycles sometimes, you know, sometimes there's a lot of exciting things, sometimes less so, but I think we're on the upward part of our circle at the moment, and uh, the Community Wellbeing Collective and the space here is a great example of that. Uh, my name's Neil Finlayson. Um, I just live up the road from Wester Hills a wee bit. Uh, I come down and utilise the nice facilities uh, at various locations within Wester Hills. Um, the, the things that I take part in are, are, are quite varied. At Whale, I do the men makers. I'm down at the Clomiston Community Centre doing a few things in there with the kids. And I'm in about uh, the boxing club also, uh, helping the kids in there. Um, I quite enjoy coming down to, to Wester Hills. Uh, there's sometimes a bit of a, a bad ticket uh, put in the area, uh, but I find all in all it's uh, a nice, caring uh, community. Yeah. I'm Alan McNaughton. Uh, I was brought up in Edinburgh, now I stay at Kings now. Um, my grandfather had a cottage not far from here. Now, the cottage is not here anymore, it's now the police station, but the housing scheme is named after 
his cottage, which is Dun Dryden. Uh, having the opportunity to live here and be involved with all aspects of the community, especially Whale and the Community Health Centre and Edible Estates with the Community Gardens. I think what we now call community wellbeing has been an integral part of community action in Wester Hills for many years. In fact, it's a, an integral part of community action almost anywhere. People want to see improvements, they want to feel improvements, and they get involved in projects uh, very often. It's a campaign for something or maybe a campaign against something. And you actually just feel better if you feel you've got some kind of influence over uh, what's happening you know, in your immediate vicinity or uh, with the, the people that you associate with. So in the, the early days in Wester Hills, there was a, a wide variety of projects that people would be attracted to. They might be interested in housing or working with young people or improvements for older people, etc., training, employment, health, you name it. And the arts was a, a very early issue in Wester Hills, um, although it, it wasn't at the time um, before it was at the time before Whale Arts was actually started up, but the art, artistic activity was being carried out in a variety of other ways, and people just felt better. They, you know, they made friends. The term we would use today, you know, we were tackling social isolation, so people were going along to meetings. Um, pretending that they didn't want to go to meetings but they were actually rushing along because it meant they met their friends and they can actually go to the pub afterwards or not all of them but quite a few of them and it was just a, a, a good way of spending time some people were working very often others weren't because there'd be high levels of unemployment and uh, being involved would increase confidence and uh, the ability to apply for a training course or, or some kind of job. And that, that has an L well-being element in itself, but leads you know, to greater sources of income and greater uh, enjoyment out of life generally, which I think we now accept as, as uh, improving well-being. Community well-being, I think, is the, the collection of individual improvements that can be made by people working collectively together. The term community well-being, it's, it's a fairly broad and, and perhaps misunderstood uh, phrase. Um, but the, the, the way I see it is, is just, you know, people looking after other people. You know, just a good community spirit. Uh, I come from a wee place called Stornoway off the west coast of, of uh, the mainland island of Lewis. And... The community, uh, community spirit up there is just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And if only one or two other places, the length and breadth of the country, in fact, the world, would take a chapter or two out of uh, what people do up there, uh, it, the world might just be a better place. When I was up there some years ago, there was um, an organisation called Lewis Befriending, and uh, I volunteered for that. Um, and I used to go out of the house at about one o'clock to go and see an elderly gentleman who was uh, somewhat alone after his, his wife passing away. And I go out to the house at about one o'clock and I say to my mum, I says, that's fine. I says, uh, I'll be back by three, ma. Aye, well, every time I got back, aye, the tea was on the table at half past five. That's how, how long it took, not three o'clock, but half past five. Yeah, and it what is rather interesting was uh, there were statistics, I can't remember how long ago, maybe four or five years ago, about uh, 
social isolation that it has a more dramatic uh, effect uh, on your health than it does smoking 20 cigarettes a day. Now, if people want to smoke 20 cigarettes a day, let them smoke 20 cigarettes a day. But I think, you know, just uh, try and become a wee bit more friendly towards people. Ensure that, that your neighbours and your friends and everything like that are just okay because, you know, it doesn't take much and the effect, uh, the positive effect thereof is just remarkable, amazing. And if during the whole process you can make people talk and you can make, make people smile and maybe even make them laugh a wee bit, then you've done very well. When I was a child, uh, the area that we stayed in Hellwood, which is part of Claymore, uh, the wifey's used to hang at the doors and or the windows and make sure the kids were okay. We used to play Kirby or football, whatever, or kick the can or tap door run. But the best part... You make me feel old, Alan. Cheer whiz, man. <laughs> I know, but that's what the community was all about. It was the well-being of the kids and the families. Uh, at the time, the churches were still at strength. So you had plenty of problems. You would have got to the, the local kirk and, you know, the committee would get involved. So if you have a short of money, they would make sure that you had plays or furniture. And that didn't last long because the church had realised you had to work to get a good, decent living. So they started to ease off a bit. And it wasn't until years later when I joined an organisation and I had an opportunity to go to the fair isles up in the Shetlands and to actually help the crofters for three weeks. And that's what Neil says, when you join that kind of community, that community well-being was, they made you welcome. But you still had to work, you know, a living. And it was brilliant. It was great. Staying with a crofter, helping them with the ship shearing and uh, barn building. It was just one of the best things. But for here, especially West Hills and Cloverstone, Holders and Murrayburn and Sayhill is getting all the communities together and showing that if you can do things, you're doing it right and getting the teenagers involved as well and asking them what would they like to see being getting done or would they like to get involved and if they do get involved they're, they're achieving something but it's a well-being of the communities it's not our well-being it's their well-being showing them you know there's things that they can do I think some of the challenges are is the unemployment here is really high and there's organisations that you can join there's like the TA if you want or whale the men's group art groups music um, doing poems writing like you, edible estates, you can join them as a volunteer helping at the community gardens or if you want to join the like a, the canal boats if you want to become a volunteer with them so you're learning more about the canal in your local area. Yeah, the challenges uh, in Wester Hills, they're, they're, they're many, many and varied. Um, what, what, what I... What I find is is that there are 
as Alan says, a number of different organisations that you can enrol in and help out and become involved, etc., etc., etc. But what what I what I find is that all these organisations they're they're you know relatively small, nevertheless very important. Yeah, they 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 don't seem to be pulling in the same direction. They they. they they seem to, to, to isolate themselves, yeah, and um, sometimes cross swords with other small organisations. And I think if there was a wee bit more of, of uh, joined up thinking, yeah, within the, the local area, then there would be, you know, a, a, a bet, better facilities uh, for all, all people and the, the, the main and the minimum resource of, of money, yeah, it would be more easily distributed and more evenly used uh, rather than, you know, five people just pulling from the same pot, pot and many of them doing the same or a similar thing. Now, much of the, the experience in Wester Hills is actually traceable back to when people first moved in here, and that was mainly between 1969 and 1974, and there were very few services indeed. The the main the shopping centre hadn't been built, uh, the schools hadn't been built, and uh, the buses didn't come into the estate. And there was a sense of common purpose um, by local residents saying, "This isn't what what we were promised. This isn't this isn't how it how it should be." And uh, a lot of people had come here from the Leith area, other areas as well, but Leith in particular, and had experience of trade unions and actually of organising. And they also sort of uh, knew, you know, maybe their neighbours or other people. They didn't always like them, but they knew who they were and there was a sense of, uh, as I've said, common purpose around that. So very quickly... They started to organise housing campaigns in particular, and one of the first organisations was the Dampness Action Group, um, because ludicrously a lot of the houses, especially the high-rise blocks, suffered badly from damp. Also found out not long after that they, they had asbestos in them as well, and uh, there were real problems over construction and the handling of the buildings. So local people did organise um, locally in particular, around the seven sub-areas of Wester Hales. I know Alan's mentioned several of them, but just to, to run through them. So there's Dumbrydon, Murrayburn, Halesland, Westburn, what was then Park and Drive, but now called Harvesters, and uh, Clovenston. Calders had been built before Wester Hales, and they didn't have quite the same problems in that they, you know, they, they were sort of working alongside Site Hill, although they've, they've subsequently joined Wester Hills as, as part of the seven areas. And uh, the, one of the other organisations that came about was the Wester Hills Association of Tenants. And so each of those areas would set up a tenants subgroup that then challenged the local authority um, and to you know try to force them campaign in, in relation to gaining improvements for the area. And they were quite successful. That then evolved into the Wester Hills Representative Council. So not long after um, the, 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 the 60s and 70s, there was quite a sophisticated range of community activities in Wester Hills. And uh, they, they still have an influence to this day, even though they don't necessarily still exist. And how successful were these uh, uh, various committees and organisations in uh, getting the improvements 
undertaken in, in, in their houses and accommodation. Although I wasn't here at the time, I, I've been told and I, I believe that they were surprisingly successful. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that attention was being paid to them because mm-hmm. they were very active. There was there was a lot of... that, that They'd have rallies or they would attend uh, council meetings. And those were very positive, practical activities that tended to get a response from the authorities. And is there any... Anything like that? You said the organisations are no longer w- with us anymore, but is, is there a, something similar as, as we speak today, Ewan? But, but there are successor organisations, um, uh, but not nearly the, the, to, the, to the level of, of, of funding and um, the amount of, of influence that they have. So, for instance, the, the West Hills Representative Council that lost its funding in 2008, as did the, the Sentinel, which was a community newspaper at yeah. the time. Um, but after that, there was the West Hills Community Council. It didn't really last too long. Um, we now have the West Hills Community Trust that is there to, to carry out uh, additional activities should funding be available. It's currently involved in the West Hills Local Place Plan in particular and recently um, helped refurbish the, the town centre that uh, everybody will, will have seen. The The Sentinel has been resurrected as an online community newspaper. Um, so these do exist. The youth agency still exists. Uh, the Dove Centre for the Elderly, that it's survived. Uh, the health agency has survived and is, is much larger. Uh, Prospect Community Housing, which was originally Wester Hills Community Housing Association, it's there. And, of course, our, our, our very own Whale Arts. Okay, that's good that, that things are, they haven't kind of disappeared or, or, or been, you know, buried and, and things and this, uh, these organisations still on, on the go uh, and doing uh, very valuable work. That's good to know. Ian, what was it like for the teenagers being through the 60s and the 70s in this area? There, there wasn't. Too much around, although there was quite a bit of football activity. Uh, and I'm not too sure about the, the Hibs Hearts thing, so I, I suspect there was maybe um, that there was close working with both teams, although physically Hearts are, are closer, so I don't know if that had a, an influence. Um, there were also quite a few women's football teams. And uh, in we fact... Back, way back in the 60s? The 70s, this would have been, 70s and 80s. And uh, at one point, I'm fairly sure that uh, the Wester Hales women's football team won, or were at least a part of winning the the World Cup of whatever, uh, you know, sort of grouping that was. And I think it was in Italy from memory. There was was the Woods project, which tended to cater for younger people on the the west of Wester Hales, and then the youth agency and the pyramid uh, youth centre for youngsters on uh, the east side, so a bit like West Side Story, I suppose. And and there'd been a lot of other things as well, but as usual, not nearly enough. A lot of energy went into training, um, and there was a youth opportunity scheme and uh, the the West Hills Management Agency. So there were a lot of training opportunities, much much more than you'll see nowadays. Just recently. I can't remember how I came across it, uh, Whale Arts. I stumbled across the organisation. I became a member of the Whale Arts. I might have done it 
I a wee bit sooner, but there was that awful thing called COVID-19 floating about, and that fairly curtailed uh, many people's activities, uh, quite rightly also. Um, and I, I, I joined that and have been become uh, quite involved with uh, various things. I put uh, my nomination forward to become a board member, and that, that's still pending. There's uh, a wee we group of, of uh, gentlemen that meet on a on a Wednesday called Men's Makers and uh, there's about what, half a dozen or eight of us turn up each Wednesday at 11 o'clock for about three and a half hours, four hours and we bas- basically do, do boy stuff, you know, knock about with bits of wood, put screws and nails into things. There's a piece of metal that we can turn into a wee bit of uh, art then we do that. I've been busy over the last wee while. I've been making some uh, bird nesting boxes. Um, and then over the next few months, uh, I hope and anticipate to make some bird feeding tables. Uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll distribute them by some manner or means, you know, before, before the winter comes. And uh, that'll be quite good. And the good thing, the good thing I found about, about whale is that that uh, all the people in there are so obliging and willing to help. They're always asking how you are and this and that and the whole carry on and asking about your well-being. Yeah, and if there's anything that uh, they can do to help, by golly, do they bend over to help you. They're, they're, they're just fantastic. They're just fantastic. In fact, I'd go as far to say that, that the grumpiest person in whale is me. Yeah, everybody else is oh, just on cloud nine, uh, as close to heaven as you could physically get on this earth. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're just brilliant. And you always have a laugh and there's always a yarn. And the whale, they've been doing that for is it 30 years now. And you can be kicking about for 30 years, keeping your head above water. You know, you just, it's pretty good. You're doing, you're doing well, I think. You're doing pretty well. I've been involved uh, with Whale uh, a wee bit longer than that. It's now about 10 years. Although, again, I, I remember from the the 1990s and um, when it was being set up as a separate organisation. Prior to that, it was uh, part of the West Hills Repre- Representative Council and as part of the Community Arts Group, if I remember rightly. And uh, even though it wasn't long after Wester Hills had been built... In 1987, just a year before I, I, I came here, there was a, a large urban regeneration programme called the Wester Hills Partnership. And a lot of projects sort of shifted from being relatively small and, uh, you know, run mainly by volunteers into larger organisations. This wasn't, you know, to please everyone, but it was just a, it was a shift that was possible. And, and certainly it meant that uh, arts and culture could be given a boost by becoming the the organisation that we now know and love as Whale and Whale Arts and Whale stands for Wester Hills Arts for Leisure and Education and uh, I wasn't involved in the early days because there was so much else going on that uh, you know you just didn't have time to get involved in everything however I was always very interested and kept a beady eye on the various things there was an organisation here called Moving Parts and that was local residents who were uh, budding amateur actors and, they, and the script writers and they often wrote 
uh, plays about social issues. Um, uh, none of them actually went on to become a famous actor, but they they certainly did very well in, in their day and, and they're, they're often uh, very much remembered. I was more interested in how the creativity side of the... Um, of, of arts generally, so it's where how poetry or music, or just just interesting visual aesthetics. I think the pompous term is how that could be used um, and hardwired into many of the other activities in Western Hills. I was interested in local history, so when we started out on that, um, and we worked with Edinburgh College of Art, we got Whale involved uh, in the design or to help with the design of the world's first digital totem pole. And since then, you know, um, we've been working with Whale in a, in a whole range of activities and, and hopefully that'll expand even more into the future because there's a lot of exciting things can be done with the, the way that the digital activities have expanded, such as the Digital Sentinel is now based in Whale. Being a volunteer and request that they be a board member and eventually did join the board, we discussed what's you know, what is going to happen in the future, especially the 30th anniversary coming up. So there's things leading up to that point. Everything's just, it's like a step up. So everybody's realising we are celebrating 30 years of the wheel. It's the future. Yeah. This is what it's for. It's for the next generations that are coming in. That unit is there to be used and welcoming to use Community meal as well, a cafe as well, IT, music, arts, poems, writing, cooking a class, whatever they want to do, it's for the communities. Obviously with the, the setting up of the Community Wellbeing Collective, we've had a lot of time to think much more deeply and widely about community wellbeing and how it's relevant to us as individuals, groups and the house, in the area generally. And I think it gets quite exciting because we've got this space that we have for at least a month and lots of other people are coming in with their own ideas, etc. So a lot of these ideas are, are at least connected in some way with the arts in, in the widest sense. And, and that means it's very likely that arts and culture in Wester Hales are going to become much more important and even you know, how we can spread that and through IT and through other means into the other organisations who already use it, but um, it could become more embedded and uh, hardwired, as it were. So it would be quite difficult to see something in the future not recognising community wellbeing and the, the role that that particular initiative or activity could play in enhancing community wellbeing in Western Hales. The, the, the future... Uh, for not just the the, the local area uh, here is 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 the well-being because th- there's a lot of people that are out there that that aren't well okay uh, some physical some some mental and what what I found with my various uh, roles as a volunteer is that that if if people just open their front door, yeah, and it can be the bleep bleep hardest thing to do. Yeah, is open your front door. Is go out. Yeah, and get involved in anything. Okay. Now you don't have to do everything. You just have to do a wee thing, and you don't have to be 
you know, do it 24-7 and you don't have to do it until the day you end up in a pine box. If you go along and you like it, stay. If you go along and you don't like it, then bang. Okay? You, if, if you cannot, you cannot catch a fish if you don't go fishing. And I would encourage, uh, uh, people within the locality just to go out and inquire what's available and they'll find that it's probably the best thing they've ever done. Yeah, roll up your sleeves, guys. Uh, every one of you. Just go out and uh, see what's what. You've got nothing to lose and a lot to gain. As we come to the end of this episode, we would like to thank our guests, Ewan, Alan and Neil and Whale Arts. We may have reached the end of this series, but it's clear that Wester Hales has a resilient, inspiring, creative and vital community. And it's thanks to the drive of community organisations and the people that work, volunteer and attend them that things continue for future generations. This podcast has been co-produced by Tiki Muir and co-produced and presented by me, Helena Rafai. Thank you for listening to Tales from the Hales.